Hey, this is Beth from BAEricksonBooks.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'm doing something a little different with the um, newsletters. Trying to, I don't know, make spice things up a little bit. I hate selling all the time, so I thought I'd just open my life a teeny weeny bit. And um, yeah, here's my latest note from Minnesota entitled My New Writing Partner. And um, yeah, this is kind of a sad story, but kind of odd I guess we'll we'll have to see how it goes um so yeah I lost my writing partner last year her name was Rudy she was a beautiful doxy cross she was with me 11 seriously they were beautiful years she was such a good dog she had a heart of gold and this really big heart so much love but apparently it was big for all the wrong reasons um I discovered she had congestive heart failure and um, wow my mind just couldn't wrap around that terrible diagnosis I remember the vet coming in saying her heart is just huge they'd done an x-ray on her um, she couldn't breathe uh, then boom there's not a lot we can do at this stage boom all we can do is keep her comfortable it's just like one boom after another it was the worst day um, she went downhill so fast. Just a few days later, I realized Rudy had progressed from being uncomfortable to miserable. Her pills stopped working. They, they didn't help her at all. She couldn't breathe. When she stood, she couldn't walk. If she would stand in the middle of the room and we have hardwood floors and her legs would slowly spread apart. And I'd walk past and I'd straighten out her legs, but she just didn't even react. But then she stopped eating and we kind of lost all hope. Um, early Saturday morning I'll never forget it she had a horrible night the night before she just couldn't breathe she couldn't get comfortable um, Rudy and I took our last drive together to visit the vet and all the way there I was asking her hey you want to go for a car ride want to go for a car ride and I was hoping against all hope that she would somehow respond but she did not um, I held her the entire time when we put her to sleep and I was holding her when she took her last breath she deserved that. She did not deserve to die alone. She was and is a very good dog. <sighs> Pull myself together. After she left, my life just felt so empty. It was as if my best friend had left. I felt so despondent. Two weeks passed and I was basically unconsolable. But then one Saturday, two weeks later, as my dear husband and I made our trek to the big city to purchase groceries, we have to get <laughs> we have to drive to get groceries. It's crazy. Um, I noticed that he didn't take our regular route, and uh, before too long, we found ourselves parked at the local humane society lot. I was so ticked off at him, and I said, "I don't want a dog." Um, I probably should mention I was a little cranky at that point. And Maury, my dear husband, the soul of patience, he said, you know, we don't need to adopt anyone. We're just going in to look. Yeah, right. Who can walk into the Humane Society and walk out without a pet? We'll, we'll have to see. But anyway, so we marched inside, immediately went to the counter, and I said, I, I need an, a medium to small dog. Wouldn't you know there was not even one, not one little dog there, not even a medium one. And I was about to leave saying, you know, the universe has spoken. I'm, I'm never going to have another dog again. But I was just about to leave and the woman stopped me and she said, you know, we don't have any dogs. 
but we have this unusual cat and she just kind of disappeared for a few minutes and I was like, oh, I do not want a cat. I don't want a cat. And she returned with this tiny, tiny blaze white puff of fur. And I looked at this animal and I was like, I don't like cats. But, you know, the, the, this lady looked so hopeful and the little kitty looked so tiny. I, I, I held out my hands and this little cat fit inside the palm of my hand. And I was kind of petting her with one finger because she was so tiny. And then finally this little kitty opened her eyes and they were sky blue. And then that little stinker, she purred. And it wasn't really a purr. Her whole body rumbled. Um, the woman said, you know, she's a, she's a flame point Siamese. Uh, the breeder brought her in because she's slightly cross-eyed. She's imperfect. And boom, that was it. In that instant... I felt, felt so protective and I fell so deep in love, it wasn't even funny. Needless to say, I wound up with a kitten and that little kitty girl is named Lena. She's coined after the mythological flame-haired sorceress who steals the hearts of men. And we had to name her that because that little imperfect bugger absolutely stole my heart. And, you know, she's kind of like a metaphor for my entire life. Um, I'm imperfect. If, if you are, like Lena and I, if you're imperfect too, welcome to the club. It's your imperfections that make you unique, special, dare I say, adorable. And so, let's all of us imperfect beings go forth into this new year, and I hope it's utterly grand and completely imperfect in every way imaginable. And so here I am, the former dog person, who has apparently become a raving cat cheerleader. Who, who'd have thought? So here's what I want you to think about. What makes your imperfections, or what are your imperfections, and how do they make you better? And I'll start. I have so many imperfections, I can't even count them. Um... But I'll start with the cancer. One imperfect cell and kaboom, I had this whole tumor and I get to live my life with this little imperfect shadow next to me, reminding me that life is not permanent. Uh, but cancer got me back to doing what I adore and I don't have time for anything but awesome. And so, yeah, feel free to share your um, comments. You can either email Beth at bethannerickson.com or head over to my blog and leave a comment there if you're so inclined otherwise just ponder a bit it's kind of cool um this was beth b.a erickson from b.a erickson thanks for tuning in talk to you later